Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. Well, hello, hello, family. It's another great show. It's actually a rainy day down here in Merritt Island, Florida. But we're going to put this thing on and we're going to do it as best we possibly can. Because I'm in the air condition, I am feeling good, and I am ready to roll. Well, first things first. Since last week, it's been a busy week. And it's been a, ah, I guess we had a little letdown the other day with the mighty Mustangs. Oh, no, we lost to Rockledge High School. How could we do that? Now we got to fight. We got to win out in order for us to get into the to the um, in the playoffs. We cannot win the district. But I tell you what, it was an amazing game. It was a great game. But I take my hat off to Wayne Younger and those Rockledge Raiders. They came in. They were ready to play. Our kids just made a lot of mistakes. And if you watch college football, you can see those same mistakes over and over and over again. And um, you know, I had a chance to talk with Bush Davis down there at Florida International University who, by the way, were off this past weekend. They go to Huntington, Virginia to play Marshall this week. But the one thing that Coach Davis used to tell me, he said that every game, the level of expectation grows stronger and higher because you get a chance to to make those mistakes, you get them corrected, and... Coaches are looking for kids not to make those same mistakes again and again. Unfortunately, we made a lot of those same mistakes at Merritt Island High School the other night, and Rockledge put it on us. But I tell you what, I finally got a chance to watch two of Florida State's commits, and Jay Sean Corbin and Antoine Green, and those kids are pretty special. Those kids are, are, are really special. Now, I got to take my hat off to my guy, who's a junior, who hasn't been recruited yet. But I tell you what. If you don't know who Desmond Jean Baptiste is, you better get to know him. This kid is going to be a special player for us. He held Antoine Green to one catch, and he actually got an interception off of Antoine. And I tell you what, the kid made some great plays on the defensive side of the ball. The other guy that I got to take my hat off to on the offensive side of the ball is Devin Peterson. Devin Peterson, he's not the biggest kid on the team, but I tell you what, he's got the biggest heart. This kid made some great plays. And again, he's another kid. For all you college coaches that that are out there, if you know any college coaches, if they haven't come down to Merritt Island to watch these Mustangs play, we only got a couple of games left. Hopefully we can get into the playoffs, but you need to put those names on your list. I'm going to give you another name. You better come down here and check him out. Wyatt Ashley. Wyatt Ashley, has been, he's been a great player for us. He plays both offense and defensive line. He's an amazing young kid, and he's extremely smart. He's going to be a great college football player for somebody. So for the mighty Mustangs, you need to come down and check us out. Wyatt Ashley, Devin Peterson, Dylan Friedman, Desmond Jean Baptiste, and we got a host of other guys when you come to the office. Coach McClain will get you those, those names. But right here today on the Get Down with Hurley Brown, I'm telling you that the mighty Mustangs are a team that you got to watch. Now, Rockledge, take my hat off to you again. You did a great job, Wayne. You're doing an outstanding job over there at Rockledge High School. And family, I recruited Wayne out of high school. So it's kind of like the, 
the student beating the teacher on this one. But I'll take it. It is what it is. I wish them all the luck in the world for the rest of the season. Now, they got to play Coco High School for all you Brevard Countyans, all you Brevardians that know, what's up, know what I'm talking about. Coco, Johnny Wilkinson, the head coach of Coco High School, has made a great name for himself. He's doing an outstanding job. He won state last year. Johnny's got four or five state titles under his belt so far. He's definitely going into the Brevard County, the state of Florida Hall of Fame for high school coaches. He gets my vote for it. Coco's got to play Rockledge last game of the season. And, man, I tell you what, that's going to be a great game. Now, that's the student and the teacher again. Wayne Younger, who's the head coach at Rockledge High School, actually coached and played under Coach Wilkinson over at Coco High School. So that's going to be one for the ages. We got to go check that one out. But enough of high school football. Let's get to the nitty-gritty of what's really going on. Family, it is week nine of college football, and there's a lot of stuff going on. There ain't but there's eight teams that are still undefeated. Eight teams. We told you about Alabama. Everybody knows about Alabama, one of the greatest teams in the, in, in the country right now and has been for quite some time. One of the greatest programs in the country under Nick Saban. Alabama's still undefeated. But they have LSU. These are the teams that, remaining teams that they have to play. Got LSU, Mississippi State, and God bless Mercer. I have no idea why Mercer would schedule this game in the second to the last game, of the actually 11th game of the season. But God bless them. And then they got Auburn. Now, if you don't know anything about the Alabama-Auburn rivalry, you better get to know it. You better learn it real fast. That is probably one of the, the, the biggest rivals in college football. And I'm talking there's this true hatred between, between the Alabama Crimson Tide and those Auburn War Eagles. That, that, man, that is hatred to its greatest. I, you, you talk about dividing households. That's when your households get divided. When you start talking about Alabama and Auburn football, it's going to be a great game of the season. But I see Alabama finishing the season off number one in the country, going undefeated, getting into the playoffs, dominating whoever they play in the playoffs, and then winning a national championship. Again, you heard it right here. I know that's, it's not a tough call to make, but you heard it here on the get down with Hurley Brown. Alabama will win the national championship this year, and it'll be Nick Saban's sixth national championship. Now, the University of Georgia. The University of Georgia still undefeated, and they go and arguably one of the, the other greatest rivalries in college football. The University of Georgia and the University of Florida and Jacksonville in the Gator Bowl this weekend. It's going to be an amazing game. I went and had a chance to go up and speak to my old teammate, Randy Shannon, who's defensive coordinator right now at the University of Florida. And Randy expressed to me, he said, Hurley, if you haven't been to that game, you got to go. And I think all the people that are, on, that are listening right now, if you've been to that game, I think you know exactly what he's talking about. So when you look up in the stands, there's a sea of red, and then it stops like it's a split, and then there's a sea of orange and blue. And he said it's an amazing event. He said he had never seen anything like it, and Randy's been coaching college football now for almost 30 years. So and for him to say that, Man, I tell you, it's going to be a great game. Unfortunately, I can't make it this time, Randy. I catch it some other time because I'm going to Huntington, Virginia 
with those Golden Panthers. Butch Davis and those Golden Panthers are right now four and two. Last game, the one that beat Tulane. Who Tulane gave the University of South Florida, Charlie Strong and the University of South Florida, a scare this past weekend. They scored 21 unanswered points towards the end of the game and, and almost had a great comeback against those South Florida Bulls and Charlie Strong. But Charlie Strong, being the coach that he is, that team being as mentally strong and as tough as they are, they held on to win that football game. Charlie Strong is still one of those undefeated teams. He's one of eight, only eight undefeated teams in the entire country. Charlie, take my hat off to you, man. Proud of you. You're my dog. Keep doing what you're doing. The University of Georgia, let's go back. The University of Georgia, the, the remaining teams on their schedule, and I think that they're going to go ahead and win, win out. They'll be playing in the SEC championship again against the University of Alabama. They got the University of Florida this next, this weekend. We'll talk about a little bit about the University of Florida. There's some things that are going on over there right now that I'm not real fond of, not with the coaching staff, but the fans. That that's But we'll get it. Let's finish this up. So they got University of Florida, then they got Auburn, University of Kentucky, Lamar Thompson, University of Kentucky, Mark Stoops, the head, head coach up there at University of Kentucky. You guys are doing an amazing job up there right now, but I just don't think you're ready for the University of Georgia. The University of Georgia is on a roll. Kirby Smart is up there doing his thing, and I tell you what, man, hey, Again, we're talking about student playing the teacher. The SEC championship game. Mark my words. You heard it right here on the get down with Hurley Brown. SEC championship game in 2017, the University of Alabama, the University of Georgia. But the University of Georgia, well, the University of Georgia is going to go out and they, they're going to fight. I love the way that they play. James Coley, you guys are doing an amazing job. Dallas Crawford, I know you're up there. Hey, man, you're up there enjoying yourself, loving it, learning as much as you can possibly learn. But man, I think that University of Alabama at this point is just a little bit too much for them Bulldogs. So the University of Georgia said Auburn, Kentucky, Georgia Tech to round off the season. They'll, fin they'll finish up undefeated. They'll play in the SEC championship game. Then they'll go to a major bowl game. They may. I don't think they'll take two teams in the SEC to the playoffs. But I'm hoping, and I got my fingers crossed, I'm hoping that they take the University of Georgia because I think those guys deserve it. If they go undefeated throughout the entire season, and if they go out there and they play Alabama, the way that I know that they're going to play them, there's a good chance that they might steal one of those spots in, in the playoffs. The third undefeated team in the country right now is Penn State. Now, Penn State, in my opinion, has the, the toughest remaining schedule out of all these other teams that are undefeated. This weekend, they play Ohio State, which... Urban Meyer and, and those Ohio State Buckeyes, but you just don't know. They, they, they play great football, and I think that's going to be a tough one for Penn State. But I'm going to give Penn State the nod on that, and I think they pull it out. I think they win that game. Then they got Michigan State. Again, another rival for, for Penn State, Michigan State. I think they'll pull it out at the end. But because of what, because of how tough those two games are, think they're going to drop one of those last three. Rutgers, they won't, they won't lose the Rutgers. Nebraska and Maryland may have a shot. Maryland, uh, it's going to be tough. But out of those five games that are remaining for Penn State, I think they drop one. I, I hope they don't lose to Ohio State this weekend because if they do, then that's going to propel Ohio State to possibly get into the playoffs. And, man, I tell you what, again, you're talking about Urban Meyer, 
the Ohio State Buckeyes, you just never know. Those dudes getting in. They didn't have a lot of success the last time they were in the playoffs. But I tell you what, they know they ha- they've been there now. They got the experience of going to the playoffs. And Urban Meyer is going to have those guys ready when they get a chance to go back again this year. TCU. TCU is doing a great job out there. They got Iowa State, Texas, Texas Tech, Baylor. I'll look for TCU to finish the season off undefeated. Don't know if they'll make the playoffs. Not sure. Not really quite sure how that's going to work with these computer systems and all that other stuff. Wisconsin. Wisconsin has Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan. I don't see Wisconsin getting by Michigan. They finished up the season 11-1. Now, back to Florida. University of South Florida. Charlie Strong, you got Houston, UConn, Tulsa, and then you got UCF. That USF-UCF game is going to be one of the game, the best games in the state of Florida for a long time. We got to go watch that. We're going to hit UCF. UCF has got Austin P, SMU, UConn, Temple, University of South Florida. Man, that's going to be a great game at the end of the season. One of those guys is going to – they have to lose. I mean, it's just numerically impossible for both of them to go undefeated because they play each other at the end of the season. But those are my picks. For the remaining undefeated teams in, in college football, when we come back, we're going to talk about the hot seat in week eight of the NFL, National Football League. What's going on in the National Football League? We're going to hit a little bit of Ezekiel Elliott, Martavis Bryant, T.Y. Hilton. Come on, T.Y., let's go, baby. Hey, but family, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to bring all that back to you and see what your thoughts are on those. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're talking Western Ambush this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Taking a closer look at all the amazing big game hunting opportunities found in the Western states. Joining us is Jason Matzinger, host of Into High Country, Jill Gector from Cinch Jeans, Dean Capuano of Sawarski Optic Quest, and Freddie Hartice of Hollywood Hunter. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. 
and we're back live and in living color coming from Merritt Island, Florida, home of the Mighty Mustangs. I'm with my man. Joining us right now is Kelvin Harris, my co-host. Kelvin, welcome back to the show. Thought I yeah. lost you there for a minute. I thought they had to hem you up down there in Fort Myers. No, no, no. At first, they weren't going to allow me to speak to anybody from Merritt Island, but I got a, a special waiver just for you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All that stuff I done did to Fort Myers, I could imagine them not wanting you to speak to me over the years. <laughs> but anyway, hey, man, we're sitting here talking about, hey, it's week nine of college football, Kelvin. We got eight undefeated teams. I didn't talk about the University of Miami yet. Miami is one of those eight undefeated teams. I wanted to wait until you got on, until you're able to join us. And because I know how you love the University of Miami, sometimes you're, you're very unrealistic, but I think you're entertaining. Uh, it, it's always for a good laugh. So, well, the University of Miami, well, undefeated. Now, let's, let's talk yeah. about what they got left now. Okay. University well, of North Carolina. We got a layup. They go, well, yeah, well, that, that's a, yeah, that's a layup. They playing Fort Myers High School. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. University of North Carolina, and then the following week they come back home and play Virginia Tech. Yeah. Okay. It's not a layup. Then they, the, I'll say that. after that they play Notre Dame. Yeah. They got three home games in a row. They come back and play Virginia. Then they go to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. Another layup. Yeah. Yeah, so you got two out of the three layups. But those three, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, and the University of Virginia, are all going to be, they're going to be nail biters, Kevin. Those are going to uh, be some tough games. I think those no, are the three I, I, strongest I agree, teams. I agree that they're going to be tough games, but I don't see any of those three beating us. If I say that out of the three, I would think, be honest, I think Notre Dame will probably be the toughest game because they run the ball real well. Their quarterback is kind of mobile, and they've been playing good defense. But I just don't know if they're going to be able to match up with us speed-wise on offense because, you know, they are solid. They are very solid this year, fundamentally, and the defensive coordinator is doing a good job. But they don't have a lot of team speed, and we can go four or five wide. And you get them young guys like Jeff Thomas now showing up, and if you know Langham, Langham provides another um, weapon on top of Herndon, Barrios, and Richards. I just, I don't know. I just the guy, the guys are playing with a lot of confidence. It's, it's, it's different. It's different than it's been. They, it, I think yeah, that whole it's, turnover it's thing different. But let, let me say this. Let, let me ask you this though, because again, I had this conversation last night with one of our former teammates and Randy Bethel who is his son, Pat Bethel, is playing for the University of Miami right now. And Pat's doing an amazing job. I think Pat's going to be one of the one of the better defensive linemen in the years to come down at the University yeah, of Miami. Yeah, he's playing good. He's playing great. Now, well, let's go back, okay? Bethune-Cookman, um, Appalachian State, you know, the, all, all those games. Even Georgia Tech, Syracuse. Florida State, you know, is, is nowhere near what we're used to seeing a Florida State team being. So my question is this, Kel, and then, hey, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Syracuse were all all three nail biters. I mean, if you, if you had a weak heart, you could not watch those games. But 
the University of Miami pulled it off. Yeah. Okay. So my question is this. When we start talking about those elite teams, and we talked about this a little bit last week, I think Virginia Tech is an elite in, in one of those elite teams, not on the level of a Alabama or Clemson, not quite there yet, Ohio State. But I think the challenges there are going to be much greater than anybody we've played so far. Well, I'm going to disagree with you, Hurley. I'm going to say this. I know Florida State's having a down year. But let's just look at who's beating Florida State. Alabama, number one team in the country. North Carolina State, number 14 team in the country. They beat them at the last part of the game. The number eight team in the country, Miami, and Louisville, even though they won a two-game losing streak, Louisville lost to Clemson, and then they had a loss to North Carolina State. So what I'm saying is it ain't like Florida State went out and just got Peter Roll buy some cupcakes. They played quality. They played probably one of the, if not the toughest schedule in the country. And I'm glad you brought up Virginia Tech not being at the level of Clemson. Let's go apples to apples. Clemson played Syracuse two weeks ago. They defense dominated. What happened this week? Even though the game was close, and it was only close because our best player didn't practice all week, dropped four passes, and touchdowns turned into field goals. But defensively, we dominated that game. As a matter of fact, at the end of the game, we didn't even run clock time off the clock on that last drive because they were tired. Not us, them. And when you look at how our defensive line is playing, I want you to find me a defensive tackle that's playing better than R.J. McIntosh right now in the country. In the country. You can't. Oh, no, I'm, I'm with you right there. R.J. McIntosh yeah. and Kendrick Norton, I, I think they're as good as any any – Interior lineman tandem in the country right now. In the country. Aren't in the entire country. I think those are the two best interior guys. The, the, the two best interior guys together in the country. The best tandem in the country, in the country. right now. Those yeah. two guys. And, and I got to be honest. I, I've been putting a, a, a real scope on Chad Thomas because, mm-hmm. you know, he had so much potential coming. And it's like a lot of people is wondering if he was dedicating too much time to the music, but he has played really good this year as well. And all this, I know it's a lot of doubt, and I can't really get mad at people for not believing because we've been at this pinnacle several times and we fall back down the hill. But it's just, I can't put my hand on it. I can't, I don't know how to describe it. I just, it's different. (laughs) It's like, okay, it's different. All right. And and I, I got it. Okay, it's different. It's definitely different. Okay, and I agree with you 100% right there. It's totally different than, you know, than what has been. Malik Rogier has finally come into his own. He he looks like the general, the field general that he's supposed to be. Now, we knew. Yeah. We, we recruited Malik, so I, I, mean, I know him firsthand. And I, I always felt that that potential was there. I knew it was there. It was just well, a matter of him think, being given I, the opportunity I, I, to do that. I don't think he thought he was going to ever play. And I, think I don't that, think he know, did either. Mindset, Especially and if, if, you know, him and Brad Kyrie came in. And that's one of the reasons, Kelvin, he went and played baseball. Because the kid's an amazing yeah. talent. You know, I'm so he's got he a, lot of, a lot of athleticism. And um, like you said, he didn't think he was going to play. So hey, let me go do something that I know I can do and, and have some success with it. 
But there was never any doubt in my mind that when Malik got the opportunity, that he was going to give it everything that he got. First of all, he's a student of the game. The kid is extremely smart. He studies the game. He knows the game. He used to help Brad Kaya. Not that Brad needed well, any help, but... That's one thing I didn't know earlier is that they were roommates. Angela told me this. I didn't realize that Brad, Barrios, yeah. and uh, Kaya were roommates. And so uh, she was telling me that, you know, him and Malik, like you said, they would go over the game playing together and study. It's just that the kid never really thought he was going to ever get in. Exactly. Exactly. So, now, Virginia Tech... Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame. I mean, come on now. This is, this is the game of all games. This will be the game of the year for the University of Miami. With all the hype that's going to go into this game, all the, the tradition, all the history that we have with the University of Notre Dame. And don't, let, me, let, me, let me remind you now, when we played them in Chicago, Kelvin, they ran the ball the entire second half. They never threw Down the ball. Down yeah. your throat. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, did. you know what, Herb? I'm going to say something, though. If Philip Dorsett don't drop that pass on the first play it's of the game, game, I think it's a whole it's other ball game. game. It's a different ball game. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. But, again, now, it's going to be that. That's going to be a great game. So, right now, Kelvin, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping and praying. I got my fingers crossed. I sleep with my University of Miami t shirt on, and I'm praying. That we can go 12 and 0, 11 and 1 at worst. But Kelvin, having played football all my life, I'm looking at 10 and 2. I'm looking at 10 and 2 playing Clemson in the well, ACC championship game. Well, and then I going to a major actually, bowl. Actually, actually uh, by your prediction, it'd be 9 and 2 because we, we lost the game because of the, 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 the hurricane. I'm going to say this. I thought they gave We're us that game, but that's fine. We're going to beat Virginia Tech. Notre Dame, it's a 50-50 thing. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to say this. I'm going to go on this side. I'm going to say we lose to Notre Dame. How's that? So we got to one. Man, hey, don't, don't say that, Kevin, because I'm, 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 I'm looking for you as well, a comfort honestly, blanket. Now, you I don't, can't I don't, say I don't that. Really now, you, you heard my feelings now. No, I don't believe we're going to lose to Notre Dame, but I'm just okay. going worst-case scenario. Let's say we lose to Notre Dame and we go in 10 and 1. We're going to whoop whoever comes up on the other side. I hope and so and pray point, we we're going to be the AC. We're going to be in the final four. And I'm hoping Ohio State is there so that we can we can kill two birds and one stone. We can get Ohio State and Alabama in the same year. Wow. Wow. Well, that's a mouthful. Okay. So here, here we are, family. That's rounding off week nine of the undefeated teams in college football. Alabama. University of Georgia, Penn State, TCU, University of Miami, Wisconsin, University of South Florida, University of Central Florida. The team that's going to go down first will be Penn State. Yeah. Penn State. They'll lose to Ohio State this weekend. All right. So now we got we got a minute left in this segment, Kevin. But what I want to set this up for, the, in the National Football League, it's week eight of the National Football League. Indianapolis Colts, Cleveland Browns, oh. Oh. Arizona Cardinals, the New York Giants. Now they're talking about the possibility of, uh, of cutting so uh, Eli Manning. Even the Bucks. I mean, come on, man. What's going on? I had the Bucks pick 
to make the playoffs this year? Well, you know, I think part of the problem is they were too quick to get rid of Lovey Smith. And I just don't know if Dirk Cutter is head coach material. I'm glad you said that. I didn't say it, but you said it. But Dirk Cutter is actually on the hot seat. And the one thing that happened, and, and you know, if you know, if you had you watched it, you, you're absolutely right. They got rid of Lovey thinking that they were going to, you know, they were going to lose Dirk Cutter. So they had to put, they had to get rid of Lovey a, a position for Dirk. And it's not working out as, as well as they were hoping it would. Well, I'll tell you what exposed him was the New England game. New England was on their heels. They was on the ropes. And he didn't take advantage of the weakness on their defense. Instead of him game planning the matchups, he just said, no, we're going to do what we do. And he got barbecued by all of the analysts and experts. Like, hey, man, you see they down in the secondary? I mean, you don't take advantage of that? And you let let Bill Belichick get right? I mean, what? And you know what that league is? It's a copycat league, and once once one team does it, everybody in the league is going is going to take that blueprint yeah, and they're going to run with it. But anyway, hey, got we got to take a break about their playing time. Yeah, we got to take a break, but we're going to continue this conversation about the NFL hot seat. And we're going to talk about the Cleveland Browns, Chuck Pagano, Bruce Arians, Ben McAdoo, the New Ooh. York Giants, and Dirk Cutter. We're going to continue this conversation, Kevin, because we got a lot to talk about about these guys and, you know, they're talking about the hot seat. And I want us to hit on when we come back. These fans are over at the University of Florida sending out death threats to Coach McElwain and his players and his staff. Man, I just can't believe it. Man, oh, my God. But anyway, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, those are the things that we're going to talk about. We're going to hit on. And if you if, if you anywhere near telephone and you want to join in this conversation, give us a call. 888-346-9144. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Okay, we are back. Now, Kelvin, we just talked about these crazy fans. So, yeah, I mean, not only are you know, people calling for the heads of a dirt cutter and Hugh Jackson. They're calling for the head of Chuck Logano with the Indianapolis coach. And we're going to get back to that. But I need to address and I want to address. And I want everybody to, to understand this and just kind of marinate on this for a little bit. And if you have any suggestions, if you have any comments, please call in. We'd love to hear from you. 888-346-9144. Kel, Jim Bill yeah. Fisher... Is, is, is going into the locker room after the game, and one of the fans starts yelling, they need, they need new coaches. Fire the coaches. Fire the coaches. So he responds, and he tells that fan, well, why don't you come down here and say that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, but and, and again, it's, it's out of character for Jimbo, and don't get me wrong, but I know firsthand how he feels, and people don't understand I get it. You're a diehard fan. You love Florida State. I get it. But it's not your just not your place well, to, to challenge coaches and do that type of stuff. Kevin, come on now. I'm going to tell you something, Hurley. I'm in a lot of these little fan groups, you know, the Kane fan groups uh, because of the, the documentary. And I don't really comment too many times to the guys, but I do, I do you know, peruse the uh, comments and some of the things they say, you'd be like, are you serious? I mean, <laughs> these fans are just unrealistic, not only in their expectations, but in the reality of what football is about. So in their world, it's all John Madden. You just, well, that don't work. We just going to get somebody else. But, you know, and I know it's got to be frustrating as a coach because, you know, it's a lot of things that you know that not only the fans don't know, but the media and even the alumni and the boosters don't know. But, I mean, I just, I've been hearing this rumbling about Jimbo all year, and I'm like, all right, let me get this to you. You lost your quarterback, who basically was the bell cow of your team. You got a guy that's 160 pounds dripping wet playing quarterback who was probably going to get red-shirted. What did you expect? I mean, was you expecting Jimbo to come out in a robe and part, and part the Atlantic Ocean? I mean, what the hell? Yeah, you know, the, the unfortunate part about it, Kevin, nobody's giving him credit for what he's done in the past. For what he brought to Florida State, you know, he brought you a national championship. He's been winning the ACC almost every year that he's been there. I mean, the worst do, season do you, he had, they lost, not, they won nine games. I mean, think about exactly, that. Exactly. And then he has one bad season because of, you know, again, because of things that he cannot control. And now you, you come on, man, you, you're yelling, you know, fire Jimbo Fisher. And again, 
Hey, I know firsthand. I was at the University of Miami with Al Golden. We saw the airplanes flying across the uh, state. You know, and that that to me, man, come on, man. I mean, you mean to dude, tell me that 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 dude, that, that dude paid every week for that too. He paid every, every top week. dollar every week. Every week, somebody had the audacity to go out there and pay somebody to fly an airplane with a banner on it saying "Fire Al Golden." <laughs> Come on, man! Really? Is the game that important to you? If that's the case, then what you need to be doing instead of you putting your money into to those airplanes, you need to be putting your money into supporting the University of Miami. Yeah, put it. You need to put your money. Give more resources. That airplane that you got, you need to go find another airplane because you probably got enough money to go buy another one and give the University of Miami free access to the entire country with with a private plane. These are the things that people don't get. You're putting your money in the wrong places. You want the University of Miami to be successful? Now, when Mark Rick got down there, hey, they opened up the checkbook. Yeah, opened up the checkbook. There was a lot of, there was a lot of giving. I'm yeah, still wondering if that dude that was flying the plane is giving any money towards the indoor practice facility, though. I mean... You know he's... Nah. But, but these are the things, I mean, again, you talk about the University of Florida. I went over there and I had a chance to sit with Jim McElwain. Because Matt. Yeah. And then, Kelvin, and he told me then, her, our facilities are at the bottom of the SEC. Uh, he's I'm not lying talking. because K- Kentucky just had an upgrade. Vanderbilt Every, just had an upgrade. Yeah. And so, A&M came in at the top of the totem pole and they upgraded. We're not exactly. even getting to Auburn and Tennessee and Alabama. Right. And then See, it's just a thing that people don't, don't, don't quite understand. You know, if, and hey, fans, we love you. Trust me. We love you to death. We love the fact that you support these programs, you support these kids. But let me tell you something. A lot of this stuff is very unrealistic. A lot of your wants and oh. demands are very unrealistic. Enjoy the game. Yeah. Love the game. Support your program. I got a few friends after we beat Florida State. You know, we do a little Facebook thing and Everybody's talking about, hey, you know, Miami finally beat Florida State after seven years, stuff like that. And, you know, we're going back and forth. But the one thing I do love about these people, they stick behind their program. Win, lose, yeah. or draw. Win, lose, or draw. They're going to stick behind their program. Unlike some of our fans down at the University of Miami. I mean, come on, man. If you're going to be a fan, be a fan. Support. Support the well, good, the bad, and the ugly. I'll tell you who the it's most dedicated fans in pro sports are. Two teams. The New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns. Now, them are some real fans. Oh, yeah. 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 Because they I mean, haven't the won for a long time, but they still there with them. One, what about the, um, remember when, when the, um, when the Baltimore Colts were there too now? Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, what about the guy, uh, or the guy Mike Mike uh, Greenberg on Mikey Mike? He was saying that when the Jets lost the game this week, his son had this look on his face, and he was telling his son, that's just the rite of passage, son. That's what it's like to be a Jets fan. And then he's like, I don't know if I want it any other way. I'm used to losing so much, I don't know if I can handle winning. That's oh, wow. a plan for you. Wow. That, well, that, that's, that's saying a lot. But again, hey. Those are the fans that you really love and, and you just cherish those types of people because win, lose, or draw, they're going to be on your side. Now, talking about losing. So here we are in week eight of the National Football League and Martavis Bryant 
wide receiver from Clemson, is crying about being traded. You were the Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the greatest organizations in, in, in the NFL, and you're talking about if the Steelers, this, this is his comment, Kelvin. If the Steelers won't use me, I want out. Yeah, they were talking about that today on NFL Live. Um, you know, or actually this morning, Keyshawn Johnson was talking about it, how, um, you know, the Steelers didn't trust him, so they, 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 they drafted uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, which, can you blame the Steelers? In Whoa. the words of Stephen A. Smith, he can't stay off the weed. Exactly. So, well, you remember remember going into our training training room that that saying that they had on the wall? Can we trust you? Hey, yeah, exactly. You and, don't and right now, Martavis, we can't trust you. And then the worst part about it, you run in your mouth. Keep your mouth mm-hmm. shut. Do your job, and go prove to these people why you should be playing. Go prove to them. Yeah. Go earn your key. Right now, you're not earning it. You're making all this money. You're not earning it. Yeah, and the thing about it is, I don't think he understands how good he has it because, you know, the NFL is so fleeting right now. I mean, we talk about the fans having ADD. Hey, ownership and management has ADD even worse. I mean, let's just take the kid with the Browns. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Kaiser. He is basically a dead man walking right now. Like, you say to yourself, "Well, he's a rookie. He's you know he's you know he's, he's getting his chops licked. He's gonna be better next year." No, the Browns are gonna finish in the top three. They're gonna draft a quarterback because this is supposed to be a great uh, quarterback draft, and they passed the last two years in the first round. Right. So basically, exactly. when they draft this quarterback in the top three, that's it for him. That's it. It's, it's over. <laughs> yeah, and, and as a matter of fact, they were actually you know that that was one of the hot topics of the day. Talking about, you know, again, talking about the hot seat. You know, I mean, yeah, Martavis is doing his thing, whatever, but but there's something bigger than Martavis Bryant going out there right now, and that's Gallup. That's who? And the Cleveland Browns, Hugh Jackson, is at the top of that list right now. But, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure, I'm, I, don't, I don't think it's Hugh, though, Kelvin. No, I'm pretty sure that the Browns and Hugh Jackson had a long conversation when he took the job, and, you know, the Brown guy. You know, was coming in with the analytics because they're trying to do what Coach Johnson did when he took over the Cowboys. But the problem with that is you can have all the draft picks in the world. If you don't know who to pick and how to cultivate them, they just draft picks. So, you know, I'm pretty sure they gave you some nice little money under the table to say, look, you're going to have to take the heat for two years. We're going to let you make it for two, but in that third year, you're going to have to show us something. So he got another year because, you know, they, they went in with no quarterback. And now you know Joe Thomas is out for the rest of the year. So right. now the offensive line is going to get worse. So you can't expect them to do anything. Yeah, but so, so again, coaches. we're talking about Hugh Jackson. But Kelvin, was it really his fault not to draft no. Deshaun Watson? Or let's talk no. about your boy that played last night, Carson Wentz. They had a chance to draft either one of those guys over the last two years. So I can't blame Hugh. I blame somebody in the front office. Somebody in the front it's office. It's definitely the front office. But I'm glad that the Rams and the Browns did pass on Carson Wentz because he had, like, what you see from him is, it ain't a, like, Doug Peterson has just carried on what that kid brought to the table. He came in pro-ready because he was in a pro system. 
So right. all he had to do was just go to the right place that knew how to cultivate his talent. And he landed in a great place in Philadelphia that has a head coach as a quarterback, offensive coordinator as a quarterback, and the quarterback coach as a quarterback. So they they did the right thing with him. If he'd have landed in Cleveland or, or, or the Rams, there's no telling where he'd have been right now. But, man, he's playing good. But they just lost their left tackle last night. So now we're fixing to see if the offensive line can make an adjustment that they couldn't make last year and keep him protected. But it ain't just Cleveland. What about uh, the Indianapolis Colts? I just think I just Ooh. think Chuck Pagano and Bruce Arians with Cardinals, they ba- they basically just they mail they mailing it in right now. Yeah, and we're going we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to take a break right now, but when we come back, we're going to hit our old coach Chuck Pagano. We'll talk about Bruce Arians and the rest of these guys that they're saying right now on the hot seat. And Ben McAdoo of the New York Giants. Ah, man, they even talking man about cutting great. Eli Manning. But we'll, we'll talk about that. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll finish this conversation when we get back. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back to Get Down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And we're back. You are back. Live and in living color to Get Down with Hurley Brown. And my co-host, Fort Myers' finest. Kelvin, my main man Harris. Now, Kelvin, when yeah, we left, yeah. we were talking about these coaches that are on the hot seat in the National Football League. So Hugh Jackson and one of one of the coaches that actually, you know, has some Miami ties. He coached at the University of Miami for a long time. Chuck Pagano. Yeah. They're talking about him being on the hot seat with the Indianapolis coach. 
Are, are, are the Indianapolis Colts people just are they are they delusional? I mean, are they well, so I'll used to winning that they don't know what I'll a tough what season it, would be like? I think what it is is that the management and ownership has a certain vision that they're not sharing with the fan base because if they do share it, somebody going to ask for a refund. I think they had no plans to play, uh, what's his name, um, um, the quarterback. Uh, why am I drawing a blank right now? Um, well, Luck is hurt. Oh, uh, yeah. They had no plans to play Luck, Andrew Luck, at all this year. But they've been stringing along the media and the fan base to give you that hope because they don't want you to ask for a refund on them tickets. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't quite understand the move to get Jacoby Brissett. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. I thought Stephen Morris played better than him in the preseason, but you let Stephen Morris go and bring in Jacoby Brissett. That made no. I guess, I guess the, the thinking was if you. If you say, all right, we're going to start Tozin or, 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 um, or Morris, that's going to get the fans, you know, that's not going to get them excited. But if you bring in a guy from the Patriots, oh, that's going to give them hope. I mean, it's, it's a shell game, to be honest with you. But it looked like to me, though, Pagano, I think he probably got a check under the table that told him, look, you're going to take, you have to take one for the team. Now, what about a man in Baltimore, though? I mean, the Ravens, they've been sorry for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, but I, I don't. At what? Again, I think they they got a, a, an understanding. They they're trying to build. Baltimore's a young football team right now. Baltimore lost a lot over the years. Yes, it's they a have. young football team, and and they're trying to. They know that it's going to take them a couple of years in order for them to get back to where they're supposed to be. But, but they paid Joe Flacco a lot of money. Yeah, but again, you know, but they know they got to build around them too, though, Kevin. Yeah, I guess you got a point there. Yeah, they got to build around them. They know that they hey, look, it's going to take a, a couple more draft choices to 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 in order for them to solidify that program up there. But they know what it's going to take. You know, they won two Super Bowls in the last twenty years now. Yeah, so they get a little leeway. Yeah, yeah. So so they they're patient. They know it takes a little bit more time. But we talk. Let's talk about Bruce Arians and the Arizona Cardinals. Now you just got Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Well, now you just got Adrian Peters, but then you just lose Carson Palmer. And today, I guess yesterday at the press conference, they asked him, are you going you know, you're thinking about signing Kaepernick because you need another quarterback? And he says, well, we always carry two quarterbacks. And then the media went back and looked. It's like, well, no, y'all always have three. So basically, he's going to go with Drew Stanton. And I just think this is his last year. I think he don't have the energy. He's just riding out for the check, and then he's going to walk off into the sunset. Wow. So he's not one of those guys that's getting because the first two guys you said are getting a check under the table and, and, and telling them to, to to just bow down and don't worry about nothing. We're gonna take care of you. So this guy ain't getting a check, right? I was wondering when that nah, was gonna he, stop. He already okay. got a nice check. He yeah, already okay. got a nice check. All right. Just saying, so now nah, our guy up there, Jesse Armstead, and we got a few players that are playing with, with the um, New York Giants. But yeah. Ben McAdoo, you know, you lost Odell Beckham. I mean, defensively, I mean, their defensively is... is well, Paul, uh, Olivier Vernon, then you got Landon man. Collins. I mean, you got some players yeah. on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Yeah, but the problem is... 
I know they wanted to keep Ben McAdoo for the same reason the Bucks wanted to keep Dirk Carter because of the quarterback. But is Ben McAdoo really a head coach? That that was the question when they hired him, Kevin. That was the question that I had. A lot of people had the same question. I would assume. You know, it's it, it, I just hate for somebody when you do make that decision. I hate the thought of of guys getting fired. I, I hate that. I know it happens. It's part of the business. You know, it's part of the territory, the whole nine yards. But I mean, sometimes you got to look at the circumstances. And again, to me, there are things that are not under his control that he can't help. He can't help. He lost Odell Beckham. You know, the only thing that, that I think right now that's going on with the New York Giants is that Eli Manning is not playing up to, to not just his potential. But his they can't chance. protect him. Yeah, but I mean, but but then do things. Wait a minute, we're, we're be creative. Have, they don't even have. They don't protect. have a running game. They don't have a running game, and they can't protect them. So, if you don't have so, a running game, whose fault is that? That's the front office fault. No, I agree. If you, have, if you don't have a running game, it's the front office fault because you never you haven't given us a running back over the past two three years that can come in here and be productive. Now. As far as the offensive line, again, you drafted Eric Flowers, who's my guy from the University of Miami. You drafted Eric Flowers, you put him at left tackle, and you expected Eric to line up against the very best pass rusher in the country week in, week out. His third year in the league. And well, that left tackle position, right you just talked about how. Arizona just lost his left tackle, or Philadelphia lost his left tackle. How much of a difference that game is going to make, or that loss is going to make to the Philadelphia Eagles? It is tr- just tremendous. When you lose a left well, tackle, man, that's almost like losing your quarterback. No, I agree. But I'm going to say this. I thought they should have started Eric Flowers on the right side to let him get inculcated you know, to the league. But here's the other problem, Hurley. He can't get better during the season because he doesn't practice in pass. So well, that, that's not fair rule. Again, to me, Kelvin, you've got to, you you man, you got you got to be creative in finding ways to help Eli Manning. You, you well, got hey man, bring, bring in the extra tight end. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, you know the guy's struggling. Why aren't you chipping the end? Why aren't you uh, having the tight end stay in? You're right. They just basically throwing him out there on the island and say, "Get it done." That's just that's not good coaching. No, and it makes Eric look horrible because he's out there on his own. But I agree totally. Eric should have played. That's what he played first at the University of Miami. Eric should have played right tackle. The right tackle is worse than him. For at least Bobby Hart, the right tackle is worse than Eric Flowers. But because Eric Flowers plays the money position and he's a top ten pick, everybody is concentrating on him. But the right exactly. side is just as bad. Exactly. But anyway, so it's like, but family, that's our show for today. Hey, Kevin, I got one last thing before we go. T.Y. Hilton, my guy. T.Y., come on, man. Come on, T.Y. I know you get frustrated, but boss man, hey, you can't make those types of comments. 
T.Y. came out the other day and he said that the wide receivers were getting their jobs done, that they were winning their matchups. The O-line just has to play better. Whoa. Ooh, ouch. Yeah, ouch is right. All right, T.Y., you're my homeboy. Hey, man, we make those types of mistakes sometimes, but those are the types of mistakes that we just can't make. You can't point fingers. Hey, man, them are the type of mistakes that get you Peter rolled in the locker room. Yeah, you, you, come on, T.Y., we got to be stronger than that, baby. But anyway, that's our show for today. Hey, next week, when we come back, man, we're going to have a show for you. I can't let the cat out of the bag right now because they have to confirm what, what we got going on. But I tell you what, you're going to love this show next week. You're going to really enjoy what we got to talk about next week and the guests that we have on the show. So we'll see you next week. Same bat channel, same bat time. So long. To get down with Hurley Brown, Kelvin Harris, signing off. Sayonara. Thanks for tuning in to The Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week.